As a polar climate scientist, I'm confronted literally every single day with alarming statistics and predictions. Things like the dramatic loss of Arctic sea ice or the unprecedented rate at which we are warming our climate. Thinking about climate change is this huge, scary, difficult task. It's really easy to feel overwhelmed and disheartened by how much there is to do and how little we ourselves can actually make an impact individually. How can we begin to take action when that challenge seems so insurmountable? But to truly tackle the problem, we have to think outside the box and think big. Imagination is an enormous part of this. Big problems require big thinking. So we know that climate is changing, and particularly in the polar regions, it's having a really profound impact. We can tell stories about the worst case scenario, but more importantly, we need to use imagination to think about how we can get to something that's more close to the best case scenario. I think the thing that people often think about science is that it's this very rigid, hard discipline and it's not really very creative at all, whereas creativity and imagination is completely the domain of the arts. But something that has really struck me about working with designers and artists and engineers and other scientists has been how much creativity is inherent in all of those disciplines. And part of the Sea Monster project was bringing together all these different types of people to harness that creativity and reimagine and redesign and repurpose. Science is really creative. You have to be able to imagine the ideas that you're coming out with. Transforming a relic of our fossil fuel past into a positive vision of the future. So the Sea Monster was one of 10 projects that was part of this UK-wide festival called Unboxed. And the idea was to get people together from across the arts and the sciences and bring them together to create public, engaging experiences that tell us a story about who we are and where we need to go. And the idea came about when we were thinking about all of these hulking, great fossil fuel beasts that lurk in the North Sea. And once they finish their extractive lives, end up being recycled and transformed and completely erased. And we wondered, could we perhaps pluck one of those out of that process and transform it and reimagine it as something better, something more positive, something that tells us a story about where we need to get to rather than being a relic of our industrial past? The sea monster was dragged out of the North Sea where it spent the last 30 years and planted in Western Supermare's disused Lido, the Tropicana, which is on the seafront. It was this big, yellow, hulking monster full of reinforced steel, rusting and kind of weathered by the elements. And we turned it into something extremely playful and beautiful. There were these shimmering kinetic scales that would flutter in the wind. 
There was beautiful gardens on the top where there were wind nests and a solar tree to harness the sun's rays and turn it into electricity. There was a slide because everything has to be joyful and the experience should be a fun one. We had a heli deck right at the top, which was a bit of a haven, a sanctuary where you could come and find peace and quiet and look out over the incredible views and experience the weather. Western has some of the most beautiful sunsets in the world. It also had an interactive cloud portal. We created a cloud. You know, you could see kids and adults with grins beaming across their faces, skipping through the mist through this cloud that was generated on the cloud deck. And the whole experience was a walk, a journey from the very bottom all the way to the top, to this quiet, tranquil view spot right at the top of the monster. The original idea was born out of this feeling that we really wanted to tell a more positive story about climate change. We knew that we wanted to talk about the weather, we wanted to talk about climate, we wanted to get people excited and engaged and to enjoy climate science and weather science and appreciate our kind of great British coastlines and all that the seaside has to offer. But we weren't 100% sure of how we could really capture that and bottle it and turn it into something engaging. Reimagining climate messaging. Climate change is so serious. And we were trying to figure out how we can use joyful experiences to motivate action instead of relying on doom and gloom or sacrifice or guilt. The Sea Monster was about reimagining things and it had this quite important, serious message. But on top of that, we wanted people to feel encouraged and inspired. And I feel like action doesn't happen unless you feel motivated. And if you feel positively about something, you're much more likely to act and change the way that you do things to get there rather than feeling guilty or feeling negative feelings about something. It's much more motivating if we have a carrot instead of a stick. For me, that's why I keep coming back to the polar regions, both in the physical sense, but also in my imagination. There's something about them that is just so captivating and truly inspiring. It's this wild and untamed landscape that tells us so much about who we are and our place on Earth. Stories about polar explorers are so exciting because they represent people pushing the frontiers of what is possible. The poles are so crucial to the climate and to our idea of life on Earth, but they also remind us of how insignificant we are in comparison to the true might of the natural world, but at the same time, how profound an impact we are already having on it. Storytelling can change the world. Storytelling is such a powerful tool. 
Ever since the first humans were sitting around campfires, we have always loved stories. Stories tell us about who we are and what we can be. And the stories that we tell ourselves about climate change matter. Good communication through storytelling can be a real game changer. I always think about the example of David Attenborough's documentaries impacting our behaviors around things like plastic. I don't know where you were when you watched Blue Planet 2, but I remember sitting cross-legged on the floor in the communal area in Rothera, the research station on the Antarctic Peninsula. And there were so many people trying to watch this documentary that people were on the floor, they were sitting on the edges of sofas, we were all sitting on top of each other, watching this incredibly compelling storytelling through this visual, this turtle trapped in plastic waste floating in the ocean. And you ask people now, how many of them would use a reusable plastic bottle or a reusable coffee cup instead of relying on disposable alternatives? That behavior change has happened really quickly. In fact, I think some research has shown that more than 50% or even as high as 80% of people report changing their behavior in response to watching something that powerful. And that tells us how profoundly important those kinds of stories can be. While you need these really shocking and important messages about what we need to avoid, I think at the same time, we also need to have a parallel strand where we're showcasing what we could be aiming for, because how are we going to know what we're going to end up with if we don't have that positive message at the same time as the one that tells us about how urgent and devastating the consequences could be? Warnings alone don't work, or at least they haven't so far. They haven't got us where we need to be. We have to be realistic, which means continuing to warn of the worst consequences. But at the same time, we also need to extol the potential benefits of the positive alternative. And that means promoting this idea of a one and a half degree of warming world versus the worst case scenario of something like three or four degrees of warming. And imagine where we could end up. We could have a world with much more sustainable ways of living in many different regards. We could have less air pollution, more active and public transport, more cohesive communities, better public health, better mental well-being, a better quality environment, and better climate security. And this still means continued extreme weather events and floods and losses of glaciers and sea level rise, etc. But it's much less than we would have if we continue on the pathway that we are. For me, the sea monster represents an exercise in transformation, an exercise in reimagining our current fossil fueled society and transforming it into something that is much better much greener, much more sustainable, much more joyful, that people actually want to live in. And the whole idea of turning something that is this artifact of an industrial past and turning it physically, tangibly, into something that is better, that is renewable, that is beautiful, that really encapsulates the idea of where we need to be and how we can use creativity to get there. Sparks is produced by Unboxed and brought to you by the RSA. To find out more about RSA Fellowship and our Design for Life mission, 
visit the rsa.org.